Welcome to Front Porch Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 363, and welcome to my back porch. I'm on the back porch. I wish I was on the front porch, but I'm in the back porch, and that's okay. Have a beautiful view of... Uh, Piesta Wa Peak. It's I think it's the largest in the valley, the largest peaks in the in the valley. So we got a nice look at that. Sun's down. It's nice out. It's really really nice out. These last days have been unbelievable. It's been awesome. Hey, hope you're doing good wherever you are, whatever time of day it is, whenever it is. Uh, I hope you're doing really really great. Uh, the team and I had a really interesting week last week. Uh, we were out in California working with a church. We did, let's see, in in three days, I think we did 30 hours, two and a half days, we did, uh, let's see, 30 hours of assessments on a staff uh, that we're working with, which is really cool. Um, getting to do that, meeting the team, um, seeing the dynamics of the way that the church is working. We got to meet with the board and um, it was just a really exhausting, but really beautiful time. Every time I get to spend time with churches um, and church staff, I'm blown away by what they do. And I mean that sincerely. It is This isn't just like some kind of talk because this is a part of my job. I am blown away. I, if you don't know this, like what your local church staff is doing to, to care for the community, to care for the congregants is unbelievable believable and just listening to each and every one of these stories and listening to the work that they're doing um, in their church and in their community was just really mind-blowing and I was just in, was encouraged by them I it, it brought me so much joy to see people so excited the other thing about this that I just thought was so amazing was their desire to serve like they they had this volunteer team that was like unbelievable and so I was just really encouraged by the staff, really encouraged by uh, these volunteers who went like, listen, what we've been called to is really important. And to see people just so excited about the local church, so excited about what God is doing. And, you know, for us to be able to be there, to be able to help along the way, uh, was just really, really encouraging. That being said, it was an exhausting week. (laughs) So exhausting. Uh, The team and I uh, ended up Friday, just kind of, we got, uh, we got in late, I think like 10 o'clock on Thursday night and then uh, to the beach. And then Friday we got up and we just sat by the water and just tried to refresh because it was heavy. I mean, a lot of heavy stuff, uh, a lot of crazy, you know, just meeting with people and the exhaustion that goes about that. But so glad to be back and so glad to be back in the pocket with each and every one of you. Thank you so much. Uh, for listening. And I really appreciate it. There's a bunch of you been listening for a long, long time. And some of you are brand new. So glad you're here. So glad we're learning and figuring things out together. And then there's a whole group of you who give to this podcast. And I just want to say, I actually got some new little equipment. Um, I've been doing this now for over three years, uh, coming up on yeah, three and a half years. And so, you know, all this stuff wears out after you do it every week. And uh, so I just appreciate those of you who continue to give the podcast that help kind of pay the fees and different things to help this um, happen. So I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. Really appreciate it. Okay. Passage for today. I've been rooting myself in Matthew, slowing down, going through the Gospels, uh, the Gospel of Matthew. And Matthew 15, 8 through 9 stuck out to me. And it says this, um, this people honors me with their lips but their heart is far from me. 
In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. I'll read it again. This people honors me. This is Jesus speaking. This people honors me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of man. Um, my mom, um, many of you, if you listen to the podcast, you know that my mom uh, left my dad, I think when I was 12 or 13, I think 13. And uh, But here was what was so confusing about that for me. I remember this moment of, you know, my mom telling me very clearly, you know, I will never leave your father. And, you know, at that time, divorce is starting to creep up. I'm starting to hear, you know, certain people go through that. And my mom just reassuring me like, hey, that'll never happen. Not to our family. Fast forward to now 13. I don't know how old I was when she said that. Fast forward to 13. We're sitting on a park bench at this park that we, our family went to like all the time. And her telling me I'm leaving your father. And it's just feeling so confused to me. And what was happening was, you know, my mom was saying these things when in reality something internally was going on. There was a disconnect between the external and the internal. And this is what Jesus is addressing here to these people, these people that he's teaching, these disciples. And this has to do with the religious of the time. And he's quoting Isaiah. He's quoting Isaiah 2019. And he actually says, in quoting Isaiah the prophet, he says, you hypocrites. He's talking about this. And just this is like a common theme uh, for Jesus as it relates to the religious. He's constantly coming after them. And he calls them, I love this, whitewashed tombs. They look really pretty on the outside, but inside there's decay. Now, he's not like aggressively going after them, he's trying to expose them in the same way he's trying to lay out the rest. But what he sees in them is what I think he sees in a lot of people. They're hardened in their hearts. They're caught in their ways. They look pretty on the outside and everyone affirms on the outside when internally there's a massive disconnect. And see, we know that God looks at the heart. He looks at this internal life that we have, but we live in a culture that is obsessed with the outside. Obsessed with the, I mean, if you look at the current day in which we live in, I mean, I mean, far from what Jesus was going through or what Jesus was seeing in his time. But right now, like the obsession with outward appearance in, in in church in on Instagram, I just I just need us to go like whoa, like just whoa. What is happening in our culture? I mean, just take a minute and start. If you scroll through just on Instagram or Facebook or whatever social media, and you just start seeing what people are posting, it should make you pause. Like it does. I I I have to get off of it every once in a while. I'll go I'll go on. I don't do it very often. But I'll go on and I'm like, man, what is happening? I'm not judging people. I'm just asking, does that exterior life, that exterior thing that people are putting out for the whole world to see, does it match this internal thing, this internal commitment to God? And honestly, I really think this is the plight 
of the Western Christian. No, I think it's the plight of all Christians, but especially with Western Christians because there's so much pressure for it. So much pressure to look a certain way, act a certain way. We're evaluated on all those things. And this is a real plight. You know, the thing is like, we talk a lot. We talk a lot. We stand up for a lot. But what is really happening on the inside? That is the test of a true man in Christ. What is really going on inside of you? And this is what Jesus, he's, now again, the prophets, God speaks to the prophets on behalf of the people to wake them up, to wake them up. And Jesus is now referring to a prophet who's speaking to the people. Like Jesus is speaking to the people in the same way that Isaiah was speaking to the people. And he's using Isaiah's words. I actually like, obviously, I like the way that Jesus summarizes what, it's not verbatim, uh, but he summarizes, I mean, there's parts of it that are almost verbatim, but it's a bit different, what Isaiah is trying to say. And he starts off with this idea is that this people honors me with their lips. They, they talk all the time. They use these sweet words, these taglines all the time. And I think this is something we have to be very, words are cheap. Words are cheap. St. Francis of Assisi said, and this is debated whether he said it actually or not, but it's said that he said, preach the gospel always and sometimes use words. Preach the gospel always and sometimes use words. The reason why that's so important is it's about a way in which you live your life. Words can become very cheap, especially now. I mean, you're listening to a podcast in the midst of millions of different podcasts that are out there. And everyone is speaking authoritatively. That's why they have a podcast. They're super excited about saying, let me tell you why I'm the authority on X, Y, and Z. You know? And even me, like I'm reading the scriptures, I'm studying them, and then I'm bringing him, them here. This is what I believe according to what I've studied, according to what I've personally experienced and trying to listen and discern and struggle through. I'm presenting it here. And that's important. Words are not a bad thing. But what Jesus says is, but their hearts are far from me. So there's all these people talking. Like Suresh would say like this. Everybody's doing, but no one's getting any done, anything done. So it's like everyone's talking, but who's actually doing things? And words are cheap without action. That's why James goes, faith without works is what? Dead. Like words without actually executing on them, this internal reality, it's just kind of like anyone can get up and talk. Anyone. I mean, he talks about, Jesus talks about them like wolves in sheep's clothing. And beware. Like he's warning. Look how they sway. And I think we're in a culture that's doing that constantly. And here's what I challenge. Are you one of those people? Like your words, you use lots of words. You know all the words. The Christians know all the words. Oh, my time with the Lord has been so great. I was just reading the Bible the other day. Oh, church was amazing. I'm involved in a small group. Oh, I just feel so near, right? And, and all of those things, they're words. And I hope that they're backed up by action. And not just action on the outside, but something that says, I just long for the Lord. 
I long for that union. And the byproduct of that union with the Lord is time in the Word and prayer. But it's not to just make a conversation with somebody not awkward. When somebody says, so how's it going with your relationship with the Lord? And you're like, great. Read my Bible, praying, going to church, tithing, dot, 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 list, 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 check, check, check. And we go, look, and everyone goes, oh, that's so great. Wow. Well, that means nothing if internally we, know we, not, we don't desire him and him only. This is what Jesus is exposing. And then he transitions, in vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. Literally, he's talking about what they've done is they've, cre- they've basically said that man's traditions are as equals to God's traditions. And I think in this, in this period of time that we have done this with like politics, that there's this equality that, that like within our political alignment that, that, that they're almost equal to God. It's like danger, <laughs> danger, swaying people. And in, in this particular time, the, the religious people are so connected within the political realm that Jesus is actually exposing that. They've used it to leverage themselves and get power and position. And he's going like, look what's happening. It's in complete vain that they worship me because they've made man and God on the same. But it's not the same. I mean, Jesus himself says this, like, look, I did not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. He's like, look, I'm not saying anything against the law. But what I'm saying is you've twisted it and you've contorted it to fit your ideology or the thing you're trying to push through. Beware, because you don't know me. Here's the thing. You don't know me. And that's what this passage is really longing for and trying to communicate. Do you really know him? Know him more than the words you speak. Know him on the inside. Which is why I'm like, this front porch life that I live, now on the back porch, but <laughs> it's, about a, it's about abiding. It's about being. It's about search me, know me, know my heart. See that there's any unclean way in me and lead me in the way everlasting, David says. That's the kind of life he's looking for. Because lip service is never God's service. And so the question is this, is your interior life reflected in exterior ways? Is actually the way you're living your life on the internal making its way through the external. Because if it is, I promise you, it won't be proud. I promise you, it will not be about taking people down and ripping people apart. It will be about love. It will be about loving God and loving others. And Lord, we need your help on this. We are so quick to use words. I am so quick to use words. Please forgive me when my words don't match what's going on inside, search me and know me, know my heart, see that there's any unclean way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. So take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is near to you than your own heartbeat. Until next time, cheers.